0: Hi, gente, welcome to Peruvian City USA, the podcast where we share the diversity of the Peruvian immigrant experience. This is your host, Natalie Sofia, and this community was born from the need to create a space for Peruvian immigrants to come together, to support each other, to learn from each other, and to document our stories. The stories our guests share with us are deeply personal and paint a new portrait of what it means to be a Peruvian immigrant. I hope you receive these stories with an open heart and an open mind. So, let's get started. Hola, mi gente. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I hope that you celebrated this holiday season with your loved ones. I hope you rested. I hope you took some time to take care of yourself. I know that the end of the year is always a busy season for many of us, trying to see family, trying to wrap up things at work. So I hope you did have a restful season As you may know, this is uh, (laughs) pre-recorded. I am in the middle of a sabbatical or taking a break from Peruvians of USA in order to make sure that I am taking care of my health, focusing on my family, and just taking a creative break in order to bring you even better programming for the Peruvians of USA community. So I decided to share with you my top favorite episodes of all time. Peruvians of USA started back in 2020 I had I have interviewed several several people and each interview is very special and I always take something away from it to implement in my life to consider a new perspective so these top 5 ep- episodes I thought were some of my favorite because they also relate to the spirit of the new year right each new year we set goals and we have hopes for a better year than last year and we reconnect with uh, goals that perhaps we have postponed for a little bit or for whatever reason we had to push aside. And so I think these episodes can help inspire us and can help provide us with some resources to reconnect with those goals that that we had. So I hope you like these episodes. I hope you find them helpful. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And in the meantime, I will be interviewing people for season five, which will probably be released later this year, maybe around summer this year, 2023. So stay tuned and I hope you enjoy it. All right, take care. All right, so I wanted to start 2023 by re-releasing the interview with Delilah D, who is a culture curator, founder, and CEO of Shift World. The reason I like this episode as the first episode to release in 2023 is because Elila emphasizes the importance of working on your mindset. And I think this is key to making sure that we grow as people, that we grow personally, that we grow professionally. And she shares her story of how in 2020, she was let go and that shifted her whole world. And eventually working on her mindset Letting go of things she couldn't control, working on the things that she could control made her the successful entrepreneur that she is now. And so many blessings came after she worked on her mindset. And I think this is such an inspiring story. She's full of energy. I definitely left this interview feeling energized and motivated. So I hope that also is the case for you. All right, enjoy this conversation. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please be sure to share with us in social media using the hashtag Peruvians of USA. All right, here's our conversation. Welcome Delilah D. Thank you for being the guest for today's episode. To introduce you briefly to the audience, Delilah is a Latina Peruvian, Peruvian powerhouse. She is the founder and CEO of Shift a digital content and event agency focusing on empowering communities of color to transition from dreamers to doers. Delilah is also known for her work in event curation, experiential marketing, and working with brands such as iHeartRadio, HBO, Google, and Salesforce. Delilah is based in Philly, and she is epitome of women empowerment. Delilah does a lot, as she says, and she laughs even more, which I am so excited to have you here. The way I see you personally, I've been following you for about two years is you're just an energy producer. You're really a renewable source of energy all the time. Whenever I want to sort of just get a shot of energy, you're like an espresso shot. (laughs) I will go to your page and just like watch something you're sharing and automatically just the world seems a lot brighter, a lot happier. And so I want to thank you for that because you're helping many of us on the other side of the screen. You know, feel some joy, feel some hope, and thank you for sharing those vulnerable moments too with us, because I know it's not easy for everybody to share those vulnerable moments, but it also paints a real picture of the struggle of being an entrepreneur and the struggle of wanting to make it. So welcome Delilah to Peruvian of USA. I'm so excited to be here, and hold on, I'm about to change the tagline on my Instagram by the energy producer. I like that. <laughs> so, cute. <laughs> <laughs> so the, I heard that term through Tiffany Haddish, the comedian I don't know if you yes, so she shared how she got hired to different events from bar mitzvah to weddings to be an energy producer and she literally that was her job her job was to get to people into like the dance floor and just sort of like enjoying the party so hey that's another stream of income you can have <laughs> So I'm about to add that to my vibe.
1: Because <laughs> I have people all the time too. And was like, you just are
0: charging for your energy. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm right like, <laughs> I was like, you know, I got married in 2020 and I was like, I should invite her to my wedding. She doesn't know me, but that's okay. <laughs> we all family. So, like, you know. <laughs>
1: I would have been like, okay, can I bring my mom?
0: <laughs> yes, because everybody can bring an extra guest, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> For my mom, my grandma, she she's the life of the party always. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, so I wanted to share with the audience how I got introduced to you. So in 2020, I follow Elena, who is the CEO and founder of Brooklyn Warmeak. It's really mm-hmm. the sign that... Promotes indigeneity. And a goddess. Yes. Beautiful. I actually interviewed her as well in episode 27 of Peruvians of USA. But she shared a text that you sent her saying, You should come to Philly and have Peruvian food. And you took a picture of whatever dish you had. (laughs) And she's like, This girl's tempting me to go to Philly. And I was like, Why don't we do that to each other? We're always sending pictures of food and be like, You need to come over. Well, because, first of all, you know, statistically speaking,
1: we have the number one cuisine, and this is not even being biased. We have the number one cuisine in the world. And two, like, realistically speaking, it's very hard to come across authentic Peruvian food, like, especially when you're in certain cities, like, you can't find really good Peruvian restaurants, so... We know my grandma can cook it up, my I can cook it outside feet for like my Peruvian fries, said. like you know internet fries. like who oh, you want to play? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was funny. I was like, who who stuck to her? And she tagged you and then I went to your page and I was like, all right, I'm a follower now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Delilah world. <laughs> <laughs> so you, recently you took a trip to Peru. After 17 years, you reconnected yeah, okay. with your family there. I introduced you as a Peruvian, Puerto Rican powerhouse. So you are half Peruvian, half Puerto Rican. But talk yeah. to us about that trip to Peru and what it meant. Yeah. So talk to us about that trip. So,
1: yeah, just kind of going off of what you said, I am Puerto Rican and Peruvian. However, I was raised by my Peruvian family. So just to kind of dive a little deep into like myself personally on an identity level when I was growing up, because I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, and in Philadelphia, there's barely any Peruvians here, like even within the tri-state area in general. So like we're kind of seen as like other. So in Philadelphia, if you're not Puerto Rican, Colombian or Dominican, you're considered like Mexican or other. So even growing up what's crazy is that, even though I was raised by my Peruvian side of the family, I used to be embarrassed say I was Peru. Because, like, you know, kids are mean. And, you know, we in the schoolyard, I'll, they, I'll be talking about, like, their ethnicities, And I'm like, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican and a Peruvian. And they'll be like, ew, what's a Peru? Like, that sounds dirty. And I'm just like, and I'm a kid. So, you know, at the time, I'm over here like, you know, should I not talk about my Peruvian side? You know, we only had loud out representation. It wasn't the greatest representation at the time. All these people, like, yelling at each other and just whatever. So, with me, it's crazy. It's, like, growing up. Up until like, honestly, until I went away to college, I used to kind of deny my Peruvian heritage. I used to only claim Puerto Rican. Like, my AOL screen name was Puerto Rican mommy 215. Like, and, and this is what I was literally denying my heritage, which is crazy because again, it was my Peruvian side of family to raise me. But it wasn't until I, I went away to college and this kind of go, started going more because I went to predominantly white Institute of State University. So, like, you know, they have like now this part, the program is called SMART, which is like an initiative for minority students entering a PWI. And then with that, they introduced us like, the different minority culture clubs they have there. So, like, me being me, I'm a social butterfly. I like to take lead. I like to be involved. I was already, like, on the boards of, like, all the tech uh, boards over there. Like, you know, I was the head of NAACP. I was, like, the head of Latino Student Association. I was just, like, you know, involved with all these different clubs. But, like, learning, being involved in these just, like, minority-focused clubs, I really kind of got into, like, understanding, like, the concept of just understanding my roots. Understanding, like, how, like, you know, everyone's background is different. and There's no true, like, one Latinidad. There's no true, like, one ethnicity is better than the other. It's really, like, you know, honoring and respecting where you come from. And, you know, just taking, like, all those different roots that make you who you are and, like, you know, just appreciating you. So it wasn't, and, it, and again, like it's something that I used to be sad to speak about, but now I'm like, you know what? That's just a part of my journey. It's a part of understanding my identity. And realistically speaking, again, like, because I didn't have any representation. This is why representation is so important and crucial, especially on the media front, because when you don't see things around you or people around you that you can relate to, you kind of try to fit into a category that's not really... You know, it's not really for you. You know, you try to stimulate in some way, shape, or form. So, even I want to say, like, within like the last couple years, especially, like, I've really been diving deep into like honoring my roots. I really been diving deep into understanding where I come from. I really been diving deep into understanding my family history. So, and it's just like, y'all, I can I curse?
0: No, <laughs> <Okay, laughs> you can. <laughs> I,
1: I fucking love being from the Okay, like I love our food. I love our culture. I love everything, especially about just, like, the country Peru in general. Like, you know, we have the Amazons, we have the stadium, we have we have everything there. So it's just, like, you know, I have such a love. I've been able to, like, deeply admire and love, like, where I come from. And what's crazy is that, again, I, growing up, I visited Peru multiple times as yeah. and never even been to Puerto Rico. I've only just been to Puerto Rico for the first time, like, obviously within the last two years. Uh, so, again, I'm like I'm over here denying this whole heritage. I'm really crazy, but... Um, like these past couple of years, it's just like, yo, like, you know, just understanding what power, how powerful it is to be Peruvian, how powerful it is to be Puerto Rican, how powerful it is, just to, again, just to value our culture. So, yeah, taking this trip back, because again, I went there as a kid multiple times. I, I wasn't, didn't go as a teenager, didn't go as an adult. You know, before I became a full time entrepreneur, like, you know, I always had jobs. And when you yeah. work in the corporate world, you only have X amount of PTO days. So, like, Two so weeks. X days, yeah. <laughs> what is that? being a child of an immigrant I love to travel I want to explore the world it's like do I continue to go back to the country like that I've already been to or do I go visit different countries because I want to see the world so like you know at the time I didn't have the freedom of mobility that I do now but like you know when I take my PTO when I take my days off, I'm visiting other countries so like even like when I was able you know to be financially secure to travel it it was always in my head like I want to go back to Peru I want to go back to Peru but it was just I never had a chance to and then like last 2020 2021 like these two years were pivotal and just the world in general obviously we've all been impacted in all ways shapes, and forms but i know me personally it was definitely like a breakthrough period for me because you know just kind of going back into like you know i, I started my company in 2013 you know i was building there for years i you know it was building this whole persona like you know take over your mind, you take over your life. You can do anything you set your mind to, like, you know, go get it, like all this stuff. But then I realized that I was kind of wearing a mask. I was telling myself these things over and over again because I needed to make it real. And then even though like, you know, I, I do believe in the power of words, I we believe in the power of manifestation, but I also realized there's a difference between like, believing what you're saying or saying certain things just to cover up certain things you don't want to like acknowledge. So like I realized, especially during the pandemic, because obviously like with me, being constantly on the go because I've always been an entrepreneur even when I had a full-time job I was like working multiple jobs so I always kept myself busy I never really had time to think but when the world stops and you're forced to stay home and you have nothing to do you were left with nothing but your thoughts and then when I was left with nothing but my thoughts I was like wow I'm not as healed as I thought I was (laughs) uh, it was definitely it was definitely a dark experience for me because I hated the fact knowing that, like, I wasn't as skilled as I was portraying myself. And I felt like, and I know I've said this before, it's just, like, I felt like being busy was a coping mechanism for me to not address certain forms of trauma that, like, that I experienced and I just didn't want to, like, deal with. So it's just, like, again, when, when you take away the busyness and then you're forced to stay still and you're forced with your thoughts, like... I was going crazy and and it's just like, you know, there was it was a whole thing at like Mark Friday, she's a Reiki practitioner, she got involved. She did a Reiki session on me as part of therapy. It was, a, it was just like a whole building journey that I, that happened in 2020. And obviously it was the year that like the world, like their eyes were just open with just like everything on police brutality, just like racism. It was just like I love. It. So obviously it was emotional for everyone in general. 2020 was like a really bad year. But, but yeah, so it was just, just going through that, experiencing, experiencing the global pandemic, experiencing just everything from, like, the protests and everything with the world together, and on top of that, experiencing the fact that, like, I'm not as healed as I thought it was. It was just a lot of emotions going all over the place. But just going into that, I really started focusing on becoming a better version of me, kind of, like, really started diving into that in 2020. Put that into 2021 and then like it's just so crazy like when I learned to like surrender all my fears, I learned like, to surrender all my worries, when I learned to trust in myself, trust in everything that's happened, trust everything that happened way it's supposed to be like everything just started falling into place like and it was just such a beautiful experience so like last in 2021 it was just last year was definitely a year of, of full circle moments because again like you know they say entrepreneurship is not built overnight it's not something that like you know, as much as you want it to happen, like you really got to push at it, especially when you're someone that's starting with nothing, especially when you're someone that doesn't have any guidance or doesn't have anyone in your family to teach you anything about like LLCs or EIS or just like, you know, understanding the business economics in general, or financial literacy. So it's just like, you're going to make mistakes after mistakes and then like you're only putting yourself back. But like last year was just like the year that it was just so crazy. Like even during the pandemic, like I had, back-to-back clients that came our way like huge clients huge contracts like and this is all like working from home so which was crazy and it was just like wow like things that like I said like I wanted to do like everyone that I worked with like all the work I did last year was impactful work it wasn't just like oh work just to get money it was really work that like I genuinely enjoyed and working with impact in the community some way shape or form so Yeah, and the last year, you know, it was definitely difficult. Like my family, we did lose a couple of my members, my family and my uncle, my great uncle, because of the pandemic. And it was crazy that even my grandfather's brother, like he lives in the USA, he lives in Jersey. He went to Peru in February to go visit the family, February 2020. And then obviously the borders closed once like the pandemic happened. So he was stuck in Peru and then he ended up dying like a couple months later. And then my other uncle, well, my mom's cousin, like he was visiting from Italy and he also died because the borders were closed and he also died as well. So it was just like, it was a lot. Like my aunt still wasn't really, she didn't really want anyone in the house. Just she said she wasn't comfortable. So it was just like a lie. Like I'm going to, you know, obviously respect her 100%. But finally, when she felt comfortable, my aunt, Lola, I don't know if you follow me, I said she's going to always cook. <laughs> it's yeah. The and it's her, just always with the food. So she was going, and then when she told me she was going, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to close out the year, like, with my family. Like, I want to go back to Peru. Like, I haven't been there. I've traveled multiple countries. I've traveled everywhere, but I still have yet to be back to Peru. So she decided she was going to go, and my grandma went, and then my mom decided last minute that she was gone. So it was just, like, a nice, like, family trip going back to, get it to Peru. My grandma already goes to Peru, like, every six months, basically. So. Okay. It's nothing for her, but she didn't go back the past two years because of the pandemic. So This is her first time since the pandemic. But it was just, I don't know, like, I just wanted to add these a year in Peru because it's just like, you know, it's kind of a representation to of one, like, again, like, I really come into like these full circle moments of like making my dreams come true. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, I'm very big on just advocating for like, you know, understanding your culture, understanding your roots, even the good side and the bad sides of it. So, and then three is just kind of like just being with my family, you know, being with my family that's always rooting for me. That's always cheering me on. They're always there on Facebook. They're always there on Instagram, always checking in and I don't know, just closing it out with them and it was beautiful. It was just beautiful yeah. to like be with them. And I just know like moving forward, like it's not going to take me that, like I'm going to like, I already made it full of myself. I'm going to go to Ferrui for the year. I'm already going back in a couple months to my cousin's wedding. So right. I was just- you guys
0: are gonna see me all the time <laughs> uh, yeah. so one of the things I you said you 2020 was kind of like a, a year of full circle moment 2021. 2021. Yeah. and also it was the year of, of accomplishing a lot of your dreams but I guess I just wanted to share like you sharing your experience of going back to Peru and reconnecting with your family it's almost like you made our dreams come true too because like we connected to your story through those moments and one of the things that I really enjoy sort of sh- you enjoy when you were sharing was you rented a house in Peru and Lima I think, yeah. and you had all like your family come and party and cook and you were even working at times so yeah. I just said that what an awesome experience that you you guys were able to sort of share together so I thought that was pretty awesome. And then there was a beautiful moment with your mom and her sisters at the beach. Did you yeah. organize that? How did I So you know,
1: Remember, my aunt was already originally going. So they were planning a cousin's weekend. So okay. I had gone to the trip last minute. But it was like literally like, you know what? I have a lot going on right now. But I mean, I want to go back. I want to see my family. So with that weekend, that was a cousin's weekend. They already planned and my mom came in last minute. So, so she like took part of it. So it's literally like the cousins that my mom and my aunt were really close with. They grew up together. and They haven't all been in the same room for years. So it was beautiful just to like, the, I just tagged along. Like I was the young guy, like, they were just like, just kind of like, are you sure? I was like, it's going to be you guys if you're and They're like, no, no, just kind of, like, go be nice. And honestly, it was so beautiful just seeing like all of them to be carefree, be like, have no worries in the world. Like, just for that weekend, we were in this beautiful beach house in like the middle of Peru. And it was just like beautiful just to see my mom and my aunt and like some with their cousins. This is my first time meeting those cousins. <laughs> just like seeing them cry, laugh, sing, play a game. Just like, you know, just being with each other and honoring each other's presence and just being so like just being in that room and being in that energy. It was beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There was like food from the selva and I was like, (laughs) there.
1: Yeah, because um well, those co- those cousins, they, they were raised in the Amazon. So they were like, you know, they were I was given a venture of Amazonian breakfast So Yeah. It was, definitely,
0: it was definitely the spirit. That's awesome. So earlier you brought up that you launched your company in 2013 and before we started recording, I was like, Were you 10 years old? When you- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like you know, that seems like a long I mean it's a long time ago. It feels like a long yeah. time ago. And I'm like, so I can only. You were super young, and I'm like, one gay for los cojones to launch, <laughs> you know, a company. It seems like you were so ahead of your time. So talk to us about like why, how did you decide to launch this company, and what was the purpose of it? I've low-key always been an entrepreneur. Like I was
1: the one, you know, in high school selling CDs, right the little live wire CDs, like one for five dollars. I mean, one for three dollars, two for five. Give me a sound list, like, I'll make it for you. I've always found a way to, like, have, like, side hustles and stuff. But the thing is, what's crazy is that I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like, I always knew I wanted to run my own business. And I always knew I wanted to do something to philanthropy work. So it was just kind of trying to figure out a space within, like, the bow. So even when I first started my company, originally when I launched it, it used to be called the Living Company. So at that time, like, and again, through growth, through elevation, business change, but, you know, I mean, the mission is always there. Initially when I launched it, because I really wanted to be in the entertainment industry, but the thing is, I wanted to have, like, my own medium. Because I'm like, you know, before there wasn't an MTV, there wasn't a VH1, there was a, you know, these, like, these, like, these, like, these existed. Because someone had an idea, someone had a vision. So, like, with me, I was like, you know what? Well, I am going to start, like, my old media company. But, like, you know, we'll start off with doing interviews, you know, interviewing celebrities. But I'm not on the red carpet asking, like, oh, what are you wearing today? Or what is, what's your idea of this lady's gospel? Whatever. So my whole thing was I wanted them to share their stories of their struggles. I wanted yeah. them to share their underdog stories. I always wanted them to share, like, hey, like, when you felt like you wanted to give up, when you felt like nothing was going your way, what was it that kept you pushing forward? So, like, you know... I had a vision of like what I wanted to do, but that I realized soon enough that like when you're kind of a nobody <laughs> and you're not really quote unquote credible outlet, then like no one's really going to give you like they, you, any, my. So I was, at that time was when like Twitter was just started and, you know, Instagram was just like, so at the time was when like all the celebrities used to have their publicist emails in the bios and stuff. I used to spend hours, because I started when I was in college. So I used to have a work study position at a library. So all I did was sit on desk. So while I was on the desk, I was doing all my research. Like I used to like stalk people, like who I think would have a good story, has an interesting story to share. And I'm like email their publicist, email their managers. And I got a couple of yes, got a couple of no's. I mean, a lot of no's, and just pretty much like even bored, nobody answer. But then um, shortly, I just started like building my credentials little by little, and then I started, you know, getting celebrity interviews. I started doing interviews on a red carpet i started doing like you know exclusive screening interviews and stuff so like i started building my brand little by little and it you know it's something i never took lightly because again like i was literally in the same spaces as beth i mean like literally sharing the same red carpet as um, like me like me just starting off like this internet little internet blog but so i did that for a couple of years but then like with the last, so it was called the Lilac Company. The whole concept of that was like the people that I was interviewing was my company. So I had started that coming off reading the book, The Law of, like the secret. And they talked about the law of attraction. And they really, you know, stressed entirely just like you are the people you surround yourself with, the yeah. energy you surround yourself with, yeah. with, everything. So it's called the Lilac Company because the company I'm interviewing is like the people, this is the energy I'm surrounding myself with. So that was like kind of the mission that like we're pushing out surround yourself with the right people, with the right messages. You can change the world. So like the hashtag for the Latin company at the time was called occupying your mindset. Because the whole concept is if you take taking control of your mind, you take taking control of your life. Because literally people can have a shitty ass life. But the thing is, because they view the world in such a great way, they're going to live a great life. And there's people who have an incredible life. But because they're so jaded and have a shitty way of viewing the world, they're not going to think they have a good life. So it's like I spent years just kind of with the content we were producing, the messaging we were pushing out it was just having people understand again, you take control of your mind, you'll take control of your life. So something happened. I, I just wasn't feeling I knew I didn't want to give up my company, but I wasn't feeling called to the name the Lion Company anymore. And I just feel like I wanted something that because I feel like the Lineland Company, everyone's like, oh yeah, there's the Lion Company, there's a lot of business, but I wanted something that I could remove my name from. But that, like, has, like, that can, be, can belong to the community. That can belong to, like, you know, the people can feel like this and stuff. And it's not, like, the Delilah's thing. So, like, initially, I built that off of my bag, off of, like, you know, just kind of off of my personal social media. But I wanted something to kind of build on its own. So I was just going through a whole transitional period in 2019. And I just knew, I just felt like, I'm like, I felt this shift. And I kept on, like, I kept on seeing the word, the word shift everywhere. And every time I was talking to people, I was like, yo, I'm cre- I feel like this crazy shift about to happen. I feel like something is shifting in my life. And that word was just like was around I was seeing it everywhere. I was just like, no, I felt like caught. Like I don't know, like I felt You know, that name was just like resonating more for me. And then like out of nowhere, I was talking to my roommate at the time and I was just like, you know, do you think it's smart for me to change the name of my brand? Because I've spent so many years building the Latin company. Like, is it smart to change the name? Like I was like, but I feel like I can take it to another level. I'm just like, I'm scared that because like so many people recognize the Latin company that it's just not going to have the same, like, I don't know. It's just not going to have the same leverage you used to have before Right. But and I was just like, and then she was like, look, you know, just follow your heart, follow your thought, like whatever you feel is right. So just go with that. And I don't know. It's just like, the, again, the word shift. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to name it. Shift. So I was going back and forth. It's going to be shift house, shift media, shift world, shift global. And then I was just like, you know what, shift world, because, you know, we're shifting the world. So the whole thing, like, you know, with my previous company, again, our hashtag that we use all the time is occupying Your Mindset. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept. Like, okay, we're taking control of our mind. we take taking control of our life. Now what? So now shift route is the next level of your development because you took control of your mind. You took control of your life. Now you have to apply the tools that you learned to shift to become the better person of yourself, to shift into being a better version of yourself, to shift from negative to positive, to shift in a rational wealth, so it's just like you know, it's just now like we're operated on the mindset that we're no longer like these like lower versions of ourselves. We're shifting into higher version of ourselves. So that's kind of the name shift came about. And then so shift world is spelled as H F T because there is no I. Like in this, like it's something we're doing together. So it's just like that. Sometimes of like removing the I from it because it's like it's literally yeah. like it's a shift. It's a worldly shift we're doing yeah. together.
0: Can I just add <laughs> here that I hope the audience take the moment to appreciate that they just got a business school lesson. Um, (laughs) The last couple of weeks of news, Facebook rebranded, right? Facebook rebranded from Facebook to Meta. And a lot of people are like, why are they doing this? The line light just gave you a lesson as to why rebranding mm-hmm. happens so i hope people take take note of it and, yeah, and don't it. be don't be scared like <laughs> right. you, know, you have to trust that you built a
1: solid brand as it is but so when you have a bigger vision when you have a bigger calling you just feel like you know it's time to let go of the old so you can scale into this better version of you that makes for that that can be more relatable that can yeah. people can feel more called to and it's like i mean look at the whole meta thing that makes so much more sense. because look at everything that's happening right now all the transition to metaverse with NFTs, with crypto, like you're hearing the word better everywhere. You're hearing all, like that was smart of Facebook to do at the mm. time. So they did it right at the height of all this transition to like the crypto world. But, but yeah, so it was just like, you know, I just felt like it was time for me to release it. Just cause I felt like, you know, the line of like, probably did what I needed to do, but it wasn't growing or scaling. Like I was just like ready. The scale Scouts a whole different version mm-hmm. so what's crazy that made that announcement of the change the, the name change and a new thing we're doing at the end of 2019 and in the beginning of 2020 like you know we we're gonna have a whole company relaunch like with the website and events I love doing events but yeah so we ha- we ended up having to I mean that kind of was all put the pause but I basically did the whole relaunch during the pandemic and then what's crazy is that even when that happened like The relaunch happened, you know, I added the e-commerce store, we updated the website and then we had like the protests and everything was happening. It's just like obviously that was like a very emotional thing for me as well as everyone in the world that was impacted by this. And my roommate, we decided to like, you know, use my website to start like a fundraising initiative. So she designed a shirt that's for like Black Lives Matter. So it's like, you know, her Black Lives Matter and his Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter. And then like what we're going to do, like 100% of the proceeds from, from that goes towards like different or grassroots organizations to fight in the fight for Black liberation. So we really just felt like, okay, we're going to raise, like, a couple hundred dollars. I already know, like, how my community is. I was like, okay, we can't five or $600 to raise, but, you know, this will be good to donate. Like, when I tell you again, everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. You need to release your worries. You need to trust in God. You need to trust in your journey. Because what's crazy is that we launched that, and then all of a sudden, I remember the same night, it's, like, within the hour, like... And my notifications just started going off my email and I was just like and I go to my roommate and I'm like because she's the one who designed the website she designed you know she, she designed a shirt and everything I was like yo they're like a celebrity post my thing or something like what's going on and I was like look we're getting in like order so I'm like Iceland from Australia from Washington from everywhere around the world and it just kept on coming in non-stop like when I tell you, like, it was just pouring it, And then I saw that, like, and then we, like, we ended up, it was like, I forgot which one was the first outlet that posted us. So it was a big news outlet that posted us. And that, because of that, because that was going viral, then, like, our local news station, like, contacted us because, like, mind you, this is all organic. We did not pitch it at all. It was just me posting on my social media. My roommate posted on our social, we just wanted to raise funds, but like, I guess someone shared it to like people in the news organization that it just blew up. We got interviewed, we had press coverage for it. We had, you know, the New Yorker, everyone, it's just, everyone was covering like covering it. And it's just like, it's so crazy because that shift literally shifted to a whole other level. And it just happened, it just so happened because mind you, I just relaunched it literally the month before this happened during the pandemic. And then afterwards, so then, like, even by the end of the year, we were able to donate, like, close to $20,000 to mm-hmm. different grassroots organizations fighting, you know, fighting for Black liberation and, like, you know, fighting against our racism. And it was just, like, I, like, the fact that I was able, and I, and I told her it was crazy because I was telling my roommate, I was like, look, I just want to be able to use my platform. Obviously, I have my e-commerce aspect, but I want to have merch on there that's, like, dedicated towards, like, 100% of proceeds would we'll go toward different causes that I'm passionate about so you know we have like you know the Black Lives Matter I have an immigrant you know immigrant rights and then also like you know you know essentially going to site one for those wrongfully convicted but it's just like I just wanted to be able to utilize e-commerce merch um just to be able to help like you know fund these different causes and then like we also like I partnered with a jobship company that's black and brown um owned too so it's a small it's a small business it's, it's in Philadelphia so it's just I'm very intentional about making sure that like my dollars are circulated within yeah. the black and brown community. Yeah. So like even any business I do, anything like even big contracts and like, you know, even when we had this influx of orders that came in, I'm telling you like a thousand within a week, the dropshipping company that was of like, they were freaking out. And then they're, and they're, they were all freaking out because their printing machine went down. And know, remind you, it's COVID, so like the people were they were getting their shirts from, like with delaying orders, and it was so much. And I'm like, oh my God, this is everyone's first time on my website to having a
0: horrible experience and it's taking forever to get the orders out. Like, it was just crazy, but you know what God got me? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I love about your story is like how the name of your company reflects like the different phase of your business, so, of your life. And and you mentioned that the hashtag of your first company, the Lighting company, was Occupy Your Mind. And so many people get stuck in sort of like a hole or there's a cloud above them. And and it's very hard to get out of that mindset and to start moving. What would you tell someone who feels that they're still in this hole that they haven't been able mm-hmm. to get out of it? Because you've been very transparent about your story. You share how in 2020, you were talking to your manager and you were director of promotions for iHeartRadio. And that was a very hard year for you, but you know, there was such a growth in the last two years for you and your company. What would you say to someone who is feeling stuck, who's feeling like that great cloud is following them around?
1: Oh, so we have our new hashtag with a new brand it's called Shift Happens. So, it's kind of like shit happens, but instead of shit happens, the shift happens. Like, again, you know, it's, it's literally all your mindset. I just really need people to understand how powerful your mind is. Your mind can literally make or break you. Your mind can literally make you feel stuck. You may think of certain situations. You may think it's society, you may think whatever, but I'm telling you like, once you learn to master your mind, you can pull yourself out of any situation. I don't want to hear the BS of like, you know, I, you know, I was born into anything. All these bad things are happening, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's literally like, when when you understand that like, the world operates on an ener- energy frequency, and if all you're doing is just thinking about the bad things, if all you're doing is just like, you know, Talking about what you don't have, talking about what you need, talk about what needs to be better. That's only that's the only thing you're surrounding yourself with. So it's just like again, it sounds so cheesy, and it's something that I had to realize myself too, especially when it came to my own healing journey. And I've seen the shift, and no pun and like literally people within my circles, people within my community, like once they started practicing the concept, but taking taking control of their mindset, because it's like y'all like. It's a shitty-ass world. Like, you know, fact of the matter, is, there's a lot of shitty people. People do a lot of shitty things. You know, the government's not really for us. A lot of people not be for us. These corporations aren't for us, but it's just like, do we sit and complain about all of this? All of these things that's like us back or like do we sit down or just kind of like, All right, what do I have to be grateful for right now? You know, the fact that you're alive, alone, like, you know, with me, every morning I wake up, I always have affirmations immediately as soon as I wake up. I always remind myself, I am alive, I am well, I'm above ground, thank you, thank you, thank you. As soon as I wake up, that's the first thing I tell myself, because literally, I could have died in my sleep. Literally, I could have, I like, you know, I've had, like, I know people who've had brain aneurysms, and it seems perfectly healthy, perfectly fine, but when it's your time, it's your time. So, the fact that I'm alive right now, the fact that I'm literally giving another shine of life, you think I'm gonna like not be grateful for that? You think I'm not gonna thank God and just try to use that day to like try to get closer to whatever it is my dream or whatever it is I aspire to do? Like, no, I'm not gonna be disrespectful. Whatever it is you're, you know, you believe in, because you know, not everyone may believe in God. That's totally okay. If you believe the universe, please, like whatever it is, may be, like whatever your faith may be, there's a reason why you're up today. And it doesn't mean you have to like, you know, take over the world. It could just be like, just mastering yourself. It could just be you being the best mother. It could be you being the best daughter. It could be you being just like the best version of you, whatever that may be. You like having another side of life doesn't mean like you have to be, a you're alive because you have to be a millionaire. Like you need to really find like what really makes you happy. And the thing is with doing that, you need to start appreciating the little things you do have right now. And like when you practice gratitude, when you, I'm getting Practicing gratitude on a daily basis, especially those days when everything you're going wrong, because the world will try you. People will try you when you're being thrown those curveballs, when you're being thrown those hiccups. And that is the moment, especially when you practicing your gratitude. Because even with me, when, when people be trying me, I'm like, all right, Delilah, what am I learning from this? What am I learning from this? What am I learning from this? <laughs> it's like, it's really like, I have, again, I have to realize I am in control of my emotions. I am in control of my, just who I am. And I am not going to allow the power. I'm not going to give anyone the power to throw me off. And if I do give someone the power, which is very rare, it's just like, what am I learning from this type of thing? So it's just like, again, like once you are confident in who you are, once you are confident in the power you possess, and this is all starts with like taking control of your mind, like no one can phrase you literally. Like with me, it, it's very hard to get me mad. Now if you ever seen me mad or someone seems like my family like, don't mess because you know someone has had done something really, really bad. Yeah. Because it's very hard to get me mad. And the thing yeah. is, I don't want that energy around me. Like, you know, I experienced a lot of sadness. I experienced a lot of hurt. I experienced a lot of trauma. Literally disappointment you know being mad being angry growing up and i'm like i had to unlearn those feelings i need to detach myself from those feelings and i need to learn like like again like, i'm not giving anyone the power to step me out my game i'm not giving anyone the power to throw me off that's giving someone too much power yeah. like no so it's just like you know again you're gonna hang shitty people you're gonna have people do shit that's what i'm done that has nothing to do with me that's because of dumb. That's because of something they're experiencing. That's because right. of something they're, like, you know, reacting off of. That has nothing to do with me. I don't take anything personal at all. So it's just like, you know, for those people that are feeling stuck, for the people who feel like things aren't going their way, like, I do, like, realistically speaking, I need you to acknowledge the fault you play into the position you're in right now. And, you know, sometimes it has to be tough love. You know, it has to be thought, like, you know, it's really, like, you can pull yourself out of this situation. But it's you, you're the one that's making up the excuses as to why you're still in the situation right now. So it's just like, you know, I. and again, this was an opening moment I had to realize for myself too. And it's just like, once you realize that, once you realize how powerful you are, once you realize how divinely guided you are, once you realize there is a reason why your ancestors survived colonization, there is a reason why your ancestors fought for you to be here right now. You think I'm gonna disrespect them? You think I'm gonna disrespect, like, yo, literally, we're of Peruvian descent. I'm Peruvian, Puerto Rican descent. Like, literally, millions and millions of our lineage were vanished. The blood lineage were vanished through colonization. You know, we are of the surviving, like, what, like 1% that survived colonization? And you think I'm gonna not try to become the best version of me, knowing that my ancestors went through so much just to survive what they survived during that time? Hell no. I'm going to honor my life. I'm going to become the best person, and I'm going to love my life. My greatest act of resilience is being happy. My greatest act of resilience is being grateful. My greatest act of resilience is honoring and appreciating my life. Because the thing is, my ancestors, my family are rich. Like, they all had to learn how to survive. I don't like the survival mindset. I'm removing that from me. Like, I'm only thriving over here. So it's just like, again, it's just, it's all a mindset thing.
0: Yeah, wow. What a powerful message. I feel like I went to church. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I feel like I went to church. I feel like healed. <laughs> like you put your hand on me. And I'm just like... <laughs> So you've been an entrepreneur for, I mean, since ever. So as you mentioned, you always had that entrepreneurial spirit. What are like resources or maybe the top lesson that you want to share with upcoming entrepreneurs or those who have ideas? Many of us have ideas, but don't have that. How do I start? Right. Like, how do I start? What, what's the first step? Or like, can you guide that that person who wants to jump into entrepreneurship? What would you be your first sort of you know, nugget?
1: Understand finances, understand financial literacy and do not be afraid of taxes. Don't be afraid of taxes. A lot of people, the Latino culture, they try to do everything under the off the bus. They try to like now, especially because I, I see everyone freaking out. It's like, oh my God, Clash App and Memo, now they're starting to tax anything over 600. dollars Like, don't be afraid of tax. When you have the right CPA, like literally, when you are a business owner, you can expense every single thing. You can literally expense your meals. You can expense the laptop you purchased. You can expense all of that. But the thing is, if you're thinking small minded, you know the thing was crazy. We had we do have a lot of successful Latinos, but the thing is, they're not successful on paper because they do everything under the books. So it's just like I just feel like you know, especially with our culture, our community is always just like, oh, you know, just give me cash, just give me cash. Or you know, now it's like, don't cash out me anymore. Tell me, do this, whatever. And it's just like always oh, trying. And I'm like, yo, like you don't realize you're holding yourself back, not understanding the business economics, the business finance. So even if it's something as simple as going on YouTube, understanding how to utilize a business bank account, understand why it's important for you to have an EIN number, why it's important for you to get a CPA. Don't go to, don't do your own taxes. Don't like literally get someone that can help you find a loophole, that can help you just do everything accordingly and just help you like save. I just feel like I've held myself back for so long and was not able to know the way it's supposed to because I made so many stupid financial decisions. And it's just like, and again, it wasn't until like I started like, you know, surrounding myself with people who were in the finance business, understanding who worked in banks, who worked there. It was kind of like, you know, I was just kind of feeding off of them, asking them all these questions. And it, it's so crazy how like these banks, especially bank off of law business owners, not really knowing their stuff, especially when you're a minority. So it's just like, no, like, like really, I, I'm telling you, like even me, like, like a right granny, I have a CPA that I love and I trust her with my entire life. With my finances, but still, like on my own, like I was just like always make sure I'm randomly watching YouTube videos, listening to financial podcasts and stuff, and just kind of understand the finances in general. Because, like, breaking this whole generational, like, wealth trauma, which is the thing, like, you know, like it, it's a lot. Like, you know, you come from families that again only know how to survive and live check by check, that live only to like they are only able to basically cover the bills and then maybe buy a couple things here and there, but I don't want, like, you know, that's, I am I told myself long, I'm like, I'm releasing that for myself. But no, like, you know, money is abundant in my life. Money, it comes to me easily and frequently. Every time I send money, I get three times back. Like, I've been doing money affirmations all the time. Yeah. No, I think it's really important, all jokes aside, it's just like the first thing first is understanding like the business finances. It's so scary. It's so scary when you don't know anything about that. When you come from, again, a family, a background of shitty credit, again, just not knowing how to, you know, manage your money and stuff. But like, I promise you, like once you understand your finances, you become so much more confident in just how you move and how you operate.
0: Yeah. And I really appreciate that you're sharing that. And you also shared it in one of your stories or posts when I think you had mm-hmm. paid off a card or you were showing the paid off part yeah. of it. And you were introducing the conversation of financial literacy. That's something I'm trying to do. And the proven to yeah. they platform as well, because yeah. it's not talked about in our community. It's not talked about. We're all scared about it. Our parents definitely didn't teach us. And there are reasons why they didn't learn it yeah. either, right? So, but you mentioned uh, once you understand business finance, like what is the craziest deduction that? that you have done through your business and you also mentioned like really bad financial decisions that you made like share one with us and what was your lesson like from that decision?
1: You want to know what the craziest thing I'm able to business expense? My third sur- I got surgery on my body. So <laughs> 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 I'm telling you get you PR how to design <laughs> how to expense everything for your business because technically my body is my marketing expense. So like Again, people I mean, again, people were making fun of the fact with 45 with the president when it came out that, like, oh, he was able to spend $45,000 in haircuts. But you have to consider that's considered a marketing expense because, with part of your business, considers you being just kind of a public speaker or whatever, like, that's all a part of your business. It's all how you bring in money, too. So, and that's not like, like, you can literally, <laughs> like, if it makes sense, obviously, like, it has to make sense. Like, if your CPA is willing to do that, then by all means. But just and not smart financial decisions. Again, I did everything. I didn't open up a business bank account until two years ago. So mind you, I started my business in 2013. I didn't open up my business bank account until 2020. Why was so, that a bad decision? Because, you don't. Know, there's so many things I could have written off for like, you know, my business. There's so many things I can save. I could have applied for a business credit card, but I didn't have anything. I didn't have any type of proof showing the money, like, you know, any money that I was spending, any money that was coming, none. I had nothing. And the thing is, what was one thing that I was really embarrassed about? This first major client, But well, one of the, like, the biggest clients I got was this brand. They wrote me a $15,000 check for an event that they were sponsored that I was producing. But the thing is, they wrote it to the line and company, but I didn't have a business bank account at the time. So it's just like, that was embarrassing to be like, hey, can you actually write it out to Delilah? Because, like, I was doing everything from my personal bank account. And even, like, granted, yeah, I was spending stuff from my personal, like, I was buying stuff from my personal bank account, my b- business stuff. But I didn't think, like, to separate the two. But you want to separate your personal funds from your business funds. So the thing is, with me, the fact that it was, like, put to my personal bank account, like, obviously, like, the way tax p- purposes, that's, like, it's part of, like, my take home for, you know from my personal expenses but the thing is i should have been put on as a business expense because the thing is even everything that i bought from like doing those events again something i said well, I was going to ducky donuts something that i said well I was buying the tape buying like you know there's and stuff that i use i could have like that's all business expenses that i i could have written off so it's just like you know like when, when me like that was like one of the moments and this happened in, in november 2019 i remember and then that's, always was just like, I need to get my business bank account. I need to get my business bank account. And that I didn't do it until 2020 when I relaunched and then did Shift World. And then I was just like, all right, like, no. And, and I told myself, I was like, you know what? We're getting a business bank account because we're manifesting all this money. is coming and we're doing all, like, we're going to do everything the right way. Opening my business bank account. Shift World became a global brand, like, literally a month later.
0: <laughs> it's coming in and stuff, but it's amazing. But yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, I heard that definitely that message from other business owners. And um, mm-hmm. I want to I wanna just highlight it because like so many of us are starting businesses and we're like, oh, it's okay. We'll just do it with our own account. But no, it's very important to separate those yeah. two types of expenses. All right. So as we're wrapping up, I know that self-care is very important to you. and You honor your rest. Tell us how you honor your rest because you definitely do a lot. So I'm like, when is she resting? <laughs> So
1: actually, self-care is important for me, but, you know, to be 100% transparent, I know we spoke about this before we started recording. The last quarter, um, the last quarter of 2021 was very difficult for me because I barely rested. I barely did any self-care. I was literally working around the clock nonstop. Again, I am grateful. I am blessed for opportunities that were, that were thrown my way. But like, I know going into the new year, I told myself like, rest is gonna like, Be a priority for me. Learning when to shut off. Learning when to, you know, to kind of take you know my me time and that and like me being in charge of my schedule, not letting my schedule be in charge of me. There's a reason why I became an entrepreneur. I want a freedom of flexibility. I want a freedom of like do what I want. But like it's so easy again. Like when you feel like when you're when you're coming from nothing, you feel like you have to constantly be working. But again, that's that survival mindset. And that like you know I need to like kind of like get rid of that survival mindset. Like you know go into thrive. My you know being able to thrive. So it's just like something with me now that I've been recently implementing because before, again, self-care to like, oh, I'm doing a massage and doing a bubble bath, whatever, that's cute. But now it's just my self-care looks like me managing my calendar and not let my calendar manage me. So now I've really gotten into time blocking. So like even for like since like Mondays and Tuesdays are my critical task date. These are days the, I don't set any phone calls on Mondays and Tuesdays. So it's like literally like, I just it's the days that i focus on work because it's so easy to be tapped on your shoulder. It's so easy to always jump on the call to do this, like and then like you get distracted from your work. And then all of a sudden you see like now it's taking you longer to finish tasks because like you were like bombarded by phone so phone calls and stuff. So like the way I have my schedule, like Mondays and Tuesdays are my critical task days. Wednesdays and Thursdays are the only days that I take phone calls, video requests, whatever. And then Friday, I have a time block on Friday, which also, like, can be for additional phone calls. But Friday, just kind of like a catch-up of things that I didn't get done during the, the during that week. And then I have one time block for, like, for phone calls and stuff. So the thing is, like, if someone's not available to jump on a call with me that Wednesday, that Thursday of Friday, then, like, you're going to have to talk to me next week. Because I'm not going to, like, again, it's that. So things like that is, like, if I'm starting to implement for self-care, like, Delilah, close your laptop at five p. Like, you're good. You're fine. like. You know, the same. And it's so easy, Again, yeah, when you're working from home, when you're entrepreneurial, when your house is, is your office, you feel like you have to constantly be working. But when we're working at a corporate, you know, at a business, you go in at night, you leave at five, you go home, like, Delilah, close your laptop, you're done. So it's just like, you know, just honoring my me time in that way. So like, you know, I have the freedom to do what I want, you know, to go to the spa, to go, you know, read a book. Finally, I have a goal to read a hundred books this year. So I'm already... <laughs>
0: wow wow I'm
1: impressed yes. it's gonna be between like audibles and then yeah of course I, I <laughs> count to a lot of mu- it counts like I listen to a lot of music but now I'm just like all right like let me just replace like one of my hour of music listening you know so like listening to a book and so like I do have a you know like that goal of just like constantly educating myself constantly, you know just like little things like that but yeah it's just like you know finding my me time you know and, uh, and again i think especially for those who are entrepreneurs for those who are employed or people who have because i was that for such a long time who have a full-time job but also entrepreneur on the side as well like you know it's so easy to like you know feel like you had to constantly be working and like again like constantly have like your schedule take over but like yo like i'm not living to work
0: like you know i need to like i need to enjoy my life like, that's so 2019 <laughs> so my last two questions are think of 13 year old delilah (laughs) what would you tell like you go back in time and you see 13 year old delilah with all her dreams all her struggles all her questions and you're like i am from the future i have one message for you what is that message
1: I would just be like, girl, save $50 from all of your patrons. <laughs> like, You're
0: totally like, it, it is not that deep. You're like, it is not <laughs> that deep. You don't need a bag. some right
1: now. I'm like, yo, I wish, and again, this is something I wish my mom would have implemented in me. This is something I wish someone from my family would afford to me to do, because I've always had a job since I was 14. Like, I've always worked summer jobs. I've always had, I've never not had a job. And, like, do you know, like, how I would have been set financially if from every check, if my mom would have forced me to or whatever, like give me $50, like to put it aside or whatever. Like, and that's something again, like I even, and I, I tell my friends now, like my friends that have kids, I'm like, you know, I'm like your kid is born. I'm like, it's starting. I'm like, even if it's $5 when you, when you, I'm, when I'm telling you, like every time something as simple as $5, $10 every time you get paid by the time they are 18 years old. They're literally going to have money, like, a, you, know, to, you know, to set them right. So they don't have to be set back. Like, you feel like, you know, what you feel like. like we spent $5 on coffee. We spent ten dollars on, like, on stupid stuff. Like, so it's just, like, that's something I wish. And, again, like, financial literacy is just so important. Like, screw everything. through uh, what I like. Literally, financial literacy is the only way our community is going to thrive. Because we have been set back for so long. We've always been like the bottom of the totem pole. And it's just like, it's time for us. Like the only way we can ride is through money. And I know again, in our culture, we're kind of, we, they try to put it in our head that like money's evil, money's greed. That's only because you don't want to associate yourself with money because you feel like you can never get money. Like, no, money's not evil. Money's not greed. It's people that are evil, people that are greedy. But when you have people who have better intentions, when you have people that actually want to add value, do you know how much better the world will be? But the thing is you have the same people, you had people that come from money, the family, and like you know, and it's being like passed down onto them. So imagine when you actually have people that have good intentions for the world that have money, like how much better the world will be. But it's just like at the end of the day, who's funding all like these corporations? Where are people that don't have good intentions like that have the money? So it's just like, you know, I feel like that's something that again, like I had to disassociate myself with too, because again, you want to feel like Oh, it's not about the money. It's not the money. It's about the community. But like Yes, it's about the community. But the only way it can impact the community even more is with having money, realistically speaking. Okay. Right. The only way it can impact your family even more is with having money. Money is not even, again, you always, when you take control of your mind, you take control of how you feel. You take control of how you operate. You're not going to let money change you. You would just let money help, you know, become a better version. of I've been able to give back even more because of money. I've been able to help out even more because of money. So it's just like, I feel like we need to disassociate ourselves with, thinking that money is evil money is greedy like no it just needs to be a better people's head
0: it's just a tool it's just a tool tool.
1: it's just a tool Mm -hmm.
0: and last question so imagine now you're 80 year old self Mm -hmm. and as you're looking back at your life what would make you the most proud of you just being genuinely happy that's again that's
1: my whole thing is You know, everyone, and it's so funny because this year, usually the end of every year, I do like my vision board. I do like, this is what I want to accomplish, whatever. But this year was the first year that I didn't do a vision board only because like, I mean, I I always write, I'm a list type of person that have like my goals for the year. I'll have my goals for the month, my goals for the week, my goals for the day. But with me just kind of going into this year, I just, I said like, the only thing I want to do is continue to operate out of faith this year. I want to continue trusting God that he's going to, whatever's meant to happen for me, it's going to happen this year. So whatever that may be, because you know how they have like the whole cliche saying, like, you know, tell God your plan, you go going So it's just like, I just want to continue to serve, you know, continue to surrender my words and continue to like operate. Like I don't have a care in the world because at the end of the day, I know I trust in God that whatever's going to happen like, it's going to happen, whatever's made for me. Because I genuinely do believe we are all put in this earth to accomplish great things. But the thing is, like, all have an abundant mindset. Like, we were all born with an abundant mindset. This is why you see kids that literally do whatever they want. They have the freedom. They feel like there's nothing that can stop them. But it's literally us that builds the scarcity mindset. And it and has to deal with because you provide yourself you you experience. It has to deal with the people you yourself with. It has to deal with what your parents have their all on to you. But it's just like we're the one that sets the limitations in our head when you learn to release yourself from the limitations, when you learn to release your worries, when you learn to literally just believe and trust in God, like know that everything is going to happen. So when I'm eighty years old, I just want to know that like yo, I'm just really happy, I just continue to trust in God because he he gave me the life that I knew like that I deserved because I trusted in him.
0: Wow. I- <laughs> You have you have blessed the Peruvian USA audience. I really want to thank you for all your wisdom. Thank you for sharing your story and for being so transparent with us. I really, really appreciate you having you here today. Thank you for
1: having me. I appreciate you. you.
0: Are you a small business looking to expand your digital footprint? Are you a small business looking to reach more of the Peruvian diaspora in the United States? Consider sponsoring an episode of Peruvians of USA. Peruvians of USA has launched its first sponsorship program. If you're interested, please visit peruviansofusa.com sponsors or send us a message on Instagram. Thank you for listening to Peruvians of USA. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and review an Apple podcast. It lets other Peruvians find the show. If you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Peruvians USA. I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. All right. Talk to you soon. Ciao.